This is the meeting after the meeting. None of our participants get paid, and we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. Enjoy the show. Listen, I like this. Uh. Little little lo fi beat. Sometimes yeah. certain sometimes yeah, boy. Like, every now and then <laughs> certain music comes on and I just wanna like start freestyling. Which would be embarrassing. Don't do that. <laughs> it would be so embarrassing. It's not but good I feel for like anybody. I have that in me though. Um you know maybe it was Did you ever you never much? used to freestyle when you were no, it's just all the eight mile I used to watch. It's all the eight mile I used to watch. God, I love B Rabbit. <laughs> he really was the man, dude. Oh my god, B Rabbit. That movie was. You were probably. It was probably like a little bit beyond your time. Yeah, I was like, these right? are fucking clowns. <laughs> you were. You were already past that that yeah. point in your life. You were. You were sober. No, no, no. no I'm trying no. to think. Golly, wait, dude. wait, wait. That's mid nineties, right? Oh, dude, you know why yeah, you were I so mad? You were going what, the jail. movie came out in the 90s? Doing. No, it didn't. No. It was way late. It was the early 2000s. By the way. Yeah, you were probably just getting sober. John, yeah. I was actually... Did you actually like know the raps at all, or were you too drunk? From 8 Mile? From 8 Mile. I remember... I had to... Okay, I knew them all by I, heart. I was going to ask that, because yeah. like, I, I, I was hovering. I was hovering. It's that you admit that. I used to public. rap them with him and like, you guys... <laughs> Start tearing up when he would when he would win. I like when what's her name cheated on him. I was all messed up. I was like, Brittany, what's wrong with you? So, well, I still remember the character's name. Yeah, well, that was no, that's the actress's name. Oh, well, she actually passed away from drugs. So yeah, way oh, to go, right, right. sadly. Yeah, yeah, way to go. Um, but anyways. I love the. This is a good track, man. This is a good track. Let's get let's let's get into. We got a great episode for you. This is the meeting after the meeting. Meeting. I'm John. I'm Chris. Welcome, episode forty two. Moving right along. We are we are sliding into the holidays. I'll tell you what. You know what? Today was the first day of the podcast we ever had of freezing cold. It's it's, it's quite cold down. Here. I got a winter it's coat. It's a little on, chilly man. down here. I thought my home was pretty acclimated to one temperature. It's a little bit colder down here it's than chilly. it's been in the past. Yeah. So. I think I tr- I closed all the vents in the yeah. basement because I don't come down here other than this. You definitely did. So I was trying to save a little bit of, you know, a little cash little flow. Moolah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Gabe's wearing his. Gabe's got on his like. He's got a straight part. I look like a straight like, UK drill rapper yeah, right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about boondas and all that. Gabe's got yeah, on bro. his jacket with like yeah, fur bruv. on the. Yeah, yeah bro. So, yeah, I got like yeah Brooklyn or something. I don't know. Let's introduce our producer, Gabe. What's up? What's, What's up, up, guys? I almost want to stand up. I don't know why I have so much energy tonight. How how is your week? Sometimes I wish we had a camera on, Gabe. I, I do don't. too. I don't. I do too. I'm so happy I don't have one. Yeah, because he doesn't pay attention half the time. So. Dude, there's been episodes yeah. where I, I'm paying attention, but like I'm getting some shut eye and I'm just switching Gabe, the cameras. I've seen with Gabe my eyes switching closed. cameras like he literally is like he's like <laughs> like pushing the buttons. Like not <laughs> that's even that's looking, not even an exaggeration. Not even by he's the way. talking. He's just like <sighs> for the for the five people that watch us for the five. Hey, you know or, what? Before hey, we get into it, let's, let's thank, thank the people yeah. on the Zoom. Let's thank the people who are listening. Especially, look, we love the listeners, but the people on the Zoom are just, yeah. they're, they're uh, we love it. And an in-studio guest came and out. And we also have an in-studio guest tonight, which is always nice. And thank God he was here because he brought his vape and everybody's like fucking hitting it. Everybody's loving the vape. <clears throat> Well, I, uh, if we all yeah. get sick in a couple of days, we know who to blame. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we were the OG va- Hey, Chris, we were the OG vapors. Oh, the blue. The blue cigarettes. We were the smoking. Blues. We were Those hitting vapes before vapes were even cool. Old school. Yeah, I got walking pneumonia. Chris got the blue. We called it the blue lung. E-cigarettes. Chris had this crackle. It was bad. It was bad. It's bad times. That's so I mean, it's not It's about. not like the market's regulated now, but it was really... I mean, they were they were shipping who, in those cartridges from God knows, knows where. Who knows what was? You in know those what I mean? Yeah, they were charging every like nitroglycerin. Chris had like yeah, ten dude. chargers around. Contributing the house. to the GDP of like you know all these like Middle Eastern countries that are probably producing these things. Yeah, or no, Asia. That stuff was coming in from China, bro. Yeah. Anyways, Gabe, <laughs> what's up? How you what's doing? Up? What's, doing good. How was your week? Uh, work was uh, work's been kind of whatever this week, but you know, I'm just happy to be here right now. Why are you, you know, holding your mic from, like that? I'm, not, I don't, weird. I'm high energy right now, I, I guess. I don't want to lean, lean I in. I love it. I love it. Because you didn't get me a, a stand, Chris, so I have to hold it up like this sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he doesn't need one. I don't, I mean, you know. Right? It would have been nice, but whatever. 
is anyway, what it is. Is it what is what it is. is. And I and I also I do want to say this. Our guest, who we'll introduce here in a second, she got here a little early, and and Gabe and her like there's there's this like interaction, which it's so random. It's Last what, week or two weeks ago, yeah, Gabe. The, Gabe had an interaction with Rachel, Rachel, who's another guest who's from Baltimore as well. Sneakerhead. She's a sneakerhead. Gabe's a sneakerhead. This week, Gabe and our guests start talking, and the weirdest thing comes up. We'll we'll kind of talk about about it it now, man. I'm sad about it now. Either way, a weird interaction that we'll we'll get to. So let's, let's real quickly, before we introduce our guests, the meeting after the meeting is a podcast, which is broadcasted live on Zoom every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Come check us out on the Zoom. There's so much... That you don't get to see tonight. We've got a yeah. great sketch. We're going. We're going back to an oldie, but a, a lot goodie. of there's a lot of ridiculousness. There is. We've got sober or not celebrities in mm. and out of recovery, which we're gonna uh, do tonight, which is which is a lot of fun. So, um, so come check us out on the Zoom if you if you haven't before. Let's introduce our guest. She she came all the way from Baltimore. I didn't even ask her if there was traffic, but we're we're excited. She's here, Hannah R from Baltimore, Maryland. What's they up, Hannah? You. They love you. Gabe. My bad. Hi. Hey. Oh, there you are. There you are. There's so many buttons. Every time we introduce someone, I got to hit the, the There's two. so many buttons. Gotta, you had one job. You, Three buttons. Thank you, Hannah. Three he buttons, one, one second. One. Three job, buttons, dude. two hands, ten <laughs> fingers, dude. I have to press three at the same time. It's a little bit much for me, but it's good to I'm be sorry here. about that. It's better to be that. here now that I have our the community. You have yeah. the community Crush vape. It. Let's hear it. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you <laughs> no crackle. There's no. no crackle. There's no crackle. It's not like those blues. Oh, man. Do you remember I really blues? Like I do, actually. Do. I was were. vaping blues. Yeah, everybody was. That was like, they were like the go-to. They kind of botched it, if you think about it. Yeah, they had the market. They had market share everywhere. Uh, they, they didn't have the product, though. Mm. Gas it station. all starts in the product. It, ends. it does. It Chris, ends. Knows, Chris knows about that. It starts with the product. <laughs> you got to have the product, right? <laughs> I had some product. Oh, I had a little bit of product. Oh, uh, all it was right. an easy sell. Yeah. Hannah, welcome. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. There was not traffic. No traffic. Um, I am sick, ride. as everyone here knows, and is probably going to get sick as well. Everybody's so my brain, it's like there's less yeah. of a filter than normal, which yeah. might be good for the podcast, but... That's going to be great. It's probably going to make for good content. That's what I try to do best. Yeah. I'm either getting over getting sick or I'm about to get sick. You're about to get sick. Because of my kids. You That's know. You texted, so Hannah texted us earlier and she was like, hey, I just want to let you guys know. I've been sick since Saturday. It hasn't really gone away. Should I wear a mask? And I know what Chris was going to say because Gabe was sick last week. He was like, Gabe actually said the same thing. Should I wear a mask? And we were like, dude, I was like, Chris is always sick. I'm always like, sick. His son goes yeah. to school with 20 other kids and they all pass around like the bubonic he comes plague home. He comes and then home. give it to each other. That's not what it is, man. No, there's a, t- we, we call them plugs. Obviously. My son comes home with, I'll tell you what it is. with booger plugs. Yeah. Like, Cause it's they're just, like, oh, I don't, if you look up, if he <laughs> looks up, they're like, like green <laughs> plugs and you have to literally remove them. <laughs> And then his nose starts running. What is he like? Eighteen? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I mean, he's four, so he doesn't really know how to blow his nose. Yeah. Yet. So it on. just it just sort of cauterizes in there in each nostril. Point is, is that we I was sick like Life three weeks ago. Gabe was sick two weeks. <laughs> Y'all just wanted to make me feel welcome, bro. No, I mean, nah, you just they just want to make me feel good, man. That's why I love John and Chris, bro. They they look, they look out for me, man. <laughs> we love you too, Gabe. So, so we are looking out for you. How many crypto tips did we give you tonight? That's true. That's true. That's we, true, man. I, got, dude, I don't know if it's a good thing, but. They got me on Twitter, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> Hannah said she was sick. We said just bring it. Don't bring worry it. about it. Here yeah. I am. So we're there glad you we're glad you're here. Real quick, before we get into your story, because I do want to get to it as quick as as much of it as we can. The interaction that happened with Gates and I was so interesting. So you were like, I don't even know how it came up, but you were like, I brought you, up a friend's name, a friend's name, and you were like, Do you know she, this person? And it was oh, from Towson. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You were like, do you know said this? The last name, yada yada. Dylan, who's a friend, I guess, who's a friend of yours. Like, do you know? Oh, I know him. Yes. He was sponsored by your fiance. Mm-hmm. And then you said, he still has my record player. That's what she said. That's yeah, what yeah. you said, Hannah, about this guy. And, <laughs> and then I said, you said, he gave me a record Wait, player. He gave me a record player. <laughs> you have and then my you guys, player. And then you were like, you have my record and player. And we were like, did we just become best friends? Yeah, and you guys yeah, had never met. But turns it, out. Yeah, on a fallacy, on it's false not, grounds. It's but not the, my record player. the moment, though. Is, but Dylan still has my record player. And you <laughs> yeah. know Dylan. Yeah, he's got so. it somewhere. Yes. So basically, Dylan, what if you're he's saying is get. Yeah, get back my record yeah, player. Get it back to Hannah, man. Yeah. I mean, he didn't shit. take it from me. It was given to him freely by my now fiance, who at the time gave the record player to Dylan Did without buy- me knowing. No, wait, it was, was it ugly. a gift from? It was you? a Christmas gift. <laughs> 
That's a pretty smart thing to do. <laughs> so and Brian good. just like low key <laughs> gave it to his pussy. Oh, I just, and I was I like, where did that this, record yeah. player go? This is this one looks so different. And he was, was like, it brand it's new? gone. Yeah, but it was from Amazon. I don't I don't have like a cool meter. Like I don't know what's cool. And I was like, oh, yeah. vintage record player. It's yeah. not cool. How good is that that you gave him a record, a gift record player, and he just regave it to somebody yeah, else? He did. That would have been good. And I think, now I think we're he still gave together, you that. Yeah. So, so it must he, not have been that. Did bad. he just buy his own? Yes, he did. He's like, this is fucking. And whack. we listen to records on that player. Yeah, all there the you time. go. Yeah, mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's lovely. It's a thought that counts. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous and and yeah. how you got to Alcoholics Anonymous. We'll start with the basics. We call them the stats. Your sobriety date, home group, all that. Yeah. So my sobriety date is August 28th, 2011. And my home group is the Timonium group. It's in Timonium. Yes. Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Tim- Met John there yes. like my first week sober. Timonium. He was the speaker. Timonium. Timonium. Was that where I'm I met you? Maryland. Well, I don't think I ever introduced myself because I was 20 years old and I was but terrified. Was it at the, wasn't but you it were that like, group? my name's John and everyone used to call me 24. And for the rest of my sobriety, I was like, there's this guy and he relapsed so many times that people called him 24. And I've used that story. Mm. And then he spoke at my home group a couple months ago. Yes. And I was like, that and then guy. I met your brother in a field then, because his dog befriended my, my dog. How random is that? That's random. That's random. My brother yeah. and her live out both right around Patterson Park mm-hmm. in Baltimore and they just randomly met and he was like, hey, I met this per- I met this girl and sickness She attracts. went on a reality sickness. TV show yeah. she was on and a reality you were like, TV oh, it's show. Hannah. And I was like, and I was oh like, my hey, God, I know Hannah. It's me. It's yeah. me. <laughs> so very, very small We world. do find each other. We do. We do. In all corners of the world, it's kind of creepy. I know. Yeah. It's a smell. It's but it's a, cool, it's too. Smell it's the pheromones. Yeah, it's just like yeah. with drinking. You know, I found my people out there when yeah. I was drinking. I, you know, you found oh, your sober dude, no question. There was always some guy that was like, like in, in when you were in like some sort of drug treatment class, you're like, that guy sells drugs. Like, exactly. You, know, you just I get the vibe off him. You go, know? Buy, go buy a dime bag off him later. We were always smoking <laughs> cigarettes. It was always the people who were smoking cigarettes. Like if you were willing to destroy your body with cigarettes, you probably were drinking. But yeah. now everybody vapes. And so I can't be like, are you a friend of Bill W? Because they're that's like, true. no, I'm just vaping. <laughs> that's true. Um, also, I do have a sponsor. You do have a sponsor. And Good. I am a sponsor. Good. Yeah. So I'm all up in that sponsorship life. Right in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, let's let's get into it. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what you were like, what happened, and what you're like now? Mm, okay. Let me blow out. <laughs> That's the first. I That's hope you sanitize these in between. <laughs> it's fine. It's like, <laughs> we do right over there. Look, there's alcohol yeah. and paper towels right there. There's we, alcohol we... in this room. I have to. No, leave. not that I'm kind. Gonna... <laughs> not that kind. <laughs> All right. So what I was like, uh, what I was like oh, in okay. affect is very similar to what I am like now. Um, and I also think it's really important that you all write what you are like, what happened and what you are like now. That's not me. not what, what it. it was like. I, it's my I'm pet peeve of mine. I am a pet. I am the same type of ways. <gasps> Kindred. You. 100%. You have like, no idea how much it matters. It doesn't matter what it was like. No. It matters what you were like. Well, it's also exactly what it was like means it wasn't your fault mm. either. Mm. So never thought anyways. about that mm. once ever. What you, That's crazy. But, no, but no, I don't think who says it. Everyone, a lot of people. Every single person. Chris, a lot of people. I don't. I don't know. I know what but you've you also say. been sober for like. Yeah. But I think years. in our home group, it's always no, been a culture. It no, it hasn't. Really? Oh no. No. Mm-hmm. You don't. You understand because it's such a pet peeve of mine. I hear it every time, and I hear it all. Just like when people say the promises, not the nine step promises, or the promises after taking mm-hmm. step nine. I'm like every step has promises. Anyway. Ooh. I love it. I love it. I love it. We have fire. Maybe fire. Hannah's bringing the fire. We should. I'm. A new sketch idea just popped into my mind. A pet Let's peeves. A pet peeves. Oh, pet peeves. The pet really peeves. Good. You're gonna need to feel me away peeves. from this microphone. Pe- yeah. We're, so, anyways, we don't have time but for that. But love and tolerance. Yes. Is my code. Is yes. it? It is. <laughs> I work on it. I think it's, yeah. So what I was like in affect uh, is, was very similar to what I'm like now. I was, you know, vivacious and bubbly and hyper. And people were like, is that a personality disorder? Truth, true thing. True story. Someone asked me that after I shared it in a meeting. They were like, do you have a personality disorder? And I was like, nope, I'm just animated and like musical theater. <laughs> Somebody yeah. asked you that yeah. in a meeting? Yeah. That's amazing. I could see yeah. that. I could see that. I can't see that. <laughs> Misdiagnosed. Misdiagnosed. So, you should know that. So what I was like was very similar, but also had a lot of wounds, which I now know were wounds. Um, I used to always say like, I was really sick and I was really fucked up, but it's like, no, I just had all of these untreated wounds. And so Mm. what I did is so many of us do is use anything externally to fill internally. And so before alcohol, it was 
little boys. That sounds really bad. Out of context. This is gonna be a snippet. Hannah Rose said she used little boys to fill the hole. This is not. That is not what I mean. Well, don't you have to dub out your last <laughs> name? Words. Oh, sorry. That, no, people okay. think that's my it's first fine. name. It's fine. It's fine. It's you know, fine. everyone calls me that. Yeah, yeah. So. It's fine. No, no. If you don't care, we don't care. No, I don't care. Um, <laughs> just don't Google me. There's so much hate on the internet about me. But so, in any case, um, so I used boys that were my age at the time. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Um, yeah, yeah. We got, we got it. And you know, I was like a pathological liar. I was a kleptomaniac. You know, and by the time I started drinking, I was around 15 years old, and I had that very cliche experience, cliche within these rooms, where it was like, oh my god, this is the best. You discovered it. And yeah, it, was a it was. I called my ninth grade boyfriend at the time and was like, why don't we do this all the time? I was with my girlfriends, and I blacked out, threw up. I was naked. That's a trend throughout Be- my before drink. or during or after <laughs> all of the other. <laughs> during during and um, you know it was awful. I had alcohol poisoning. Like my friends had to keep me on my side so I didn't aspirate and choke my own vomit. And when I woke up, there was never any semblance of I never want to do this again. Oh my god, I'm never going to drink again. Like it was when can we do yeah. this again? Mm. And obviously, I didn't look 21. Still sometimes don't look 20. I think maybe now I do, but for a long time didn't look 21. And so I couldn't get alcohol as often as I wanted it. Um, but my whole world kind of became about figuring out where's the party going to be. Right. Who Like I hadn't figured out yet that you could drink alone. Mm. Like as long as you could get alcohol, like <laughs> yeah. you could just drink alone. Yeah. And so I would get so much anxiety and what I now know to be that restlessness, irritability, and discontentment when I couldn't drink. Um, and that just continued on. And I really put, I was just on the phone with my sister last night and I told her, hey, you know, on Facebook, Facebook Messenger saves every single message you've ever sent or received Mm. forever. And I got Facebook in 2007, (laughs) maybe, or eight. And a couple months ago, I had reactivated Facebook because I'm off social media and I did this really, did this really like masochistic thing where I like looked up specific people and I scrolled up on our Facebook messages. Holy shit. I'm like, it's hard for me to have a compassionate lens towards myself because I was insane. Were you like mean? Lying through my teeth, like in love with everyone, but also ripping their ripping their heads off. Like, uh, oh yeah, I can swear. Like ripping them a new asshole and being like, you ruined my life. Um, I had friends get on my Facebook account being like, please don't let Hannah drink tonight when she comes to the party at the (laughs) lacrosse house. Like it was, I was unwell. And so I just, I lied all the time. I juggled different men, young men, um, and always wanted to have that kind of like out of body numbing experience. And so that's what I was like. I put literally everything behind a drink. And so like I played lacrosse dropped out of lacrosse, did musical theater, dropped out of musical theater. I grew up in Connecticut, and so I was on ski team, ended up quitting that. Like, everything that I cared about was passionate about, like my grades. I came to Maryland for college, almost failed out, did really, really, really horribly in school, but I went to a tiny-ass, like, liberal arts college, and so they were like, it's okay. In so, Maryland? Mm-hmm. Goucher. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm. Goucher. And, uh, but all this seemed to happen really uh, quickly for you. Yeah. I mean, so from 15 to almost 21. So 15 to 20, I got sober about three weeks before my 21st birthday. So talk, talk a little bit about that. Talk about what uh, you come down here. Did you get sober while you were down here Mm -hmm. while you were in school? Yeah. It was the night before my senior year of college. Um, That was the last time I ever drank. Was there anything kind of like before that, that led up to you making a decision that you were going to stop? Were Mm -hmm. you, how were the relationships with your family? Oh my God. Did you have a boy? Did you have a boyfriend at the time? Was it like you know? Forever. Yeah, I, I'm assuming yeah. you, no, you had I a never boyfriend. You were spent a single breath of my life until I was 24. I was about yeah. four years, three and a half years sober. Yeah. Uh, so that, it, and I think it's so important to talk about to me that was actually infinitely harder than getting mm-hmm. sober was when I finally was like, I think I need to pause on the using other people to mm-hmm. feel okay. Yeah. And that was like 2015, year of darkness, like worst year <laughs> of my life, and also the most growth and mm-hmm. like my whole trajectory changed personally, professionally, like everything changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff happened. Um, you know, I just lied to my family all of the time. They were on Connecticut, so they didn't know what was going on. I have two older sisters. One of them got clean in NA a year after I got sober, so that was a gift. Um, but I'm the youngest, and it was kind. I really love to mask pain with comedic relief, and so like I, everything looked okay. I was still in school. My grades were pretty awful, but I was skating by. Like everything still looked okay, but on the inside, I was dead inside, and I was suicidal. And I traded every single 
like semblance of self-worth mm. for like deplorable actions. I caused harm left and right and it just validated how much I hated myself. And what yeah. I've learned in hindsight is that um, we will actually, like whatever core beliefs we have about ourselves as human beings, and this is just like a phenomenon of our psyche, we will inadvertently seek out experiences that validate our core beliefs. Mm. And so if I believe that I'm a piece of shit, I am garbage, I'm unlovable, I will date people that validate that. Or I will sabotage relationships that are healthy, which was like my MO. And um, I just continued to seek out experiences that validated that I was worthless. And so undoing that in sobriety took many years. Interesting. Yeah. So if I believe, and I did for a long time, that we live in a godless world and it's a dog eat dog world and yeah. no one gives a shit about anyone. I mean, read the news. That'll validate it, right? And, but what you're saying is I will manifest that in my life. And I did actually. Yes. I did. I, that's the way I treated people. I treated people as, you know, sort of, you know, objects and, you know, uh, transactional, a, a transactional means to an end. Yep. There was no, there was no, like, <clears throat> if you got in my way, that was it. Yeah. I just walked over you. Yeah. And interesting. And the interesting thing is the same can be true about seeking out um, evidence to support our positive core beliefs. Right. That's um, true. And, oh, and yeah. so it's kind of like this positive upward yeah. spiral versus before 20, uh, 2015 for me, like this negative feedback loop of just like, okay, I'm sober now, but I'm undeserving. And that's actually yeah. something I still struggle with today is yeah. feeling undeserving of the good, that I'm not in chaos, that I don't have crises and I'm not sabotaging things. And sometimes I'm like, is that okay? Mm. Like, I am I worthy of this? If yeah. so many people are in pain, shouldn't I be too? Which is really yeah. interesting. But it's true. Cause if you, if, if I, sometimes I'll, I'll sit next to somebody that is like struggling and I can feel how, angry and uncomfortable they are. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you can like, it's like a sixth sense. You can like really like you recognize it, but it's so unfamiliar that it's like disturbing to you. Yeah. You're like, I, I don't want to be around people like that. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And you know, they're just not, you know, either they're new or they're just not evolved and they haven't had that emotional sobriety yet. You know what I mean? It's, but you can really feel it on people. For sure. And for me, I think it's, it's easier for me to have like empathy and connect with someone who is new and struggling sure. in that way because I relate to that at that time. What's harder for me is to have the patience and empathy for people that have been sober and in the program for years and years, but they're not willing to do any of the kind of deeper right. work. And so it's like, yeah, but I haven't drank in 20 years. And it's like, great, but you're ostracizing yourself from all of your relationships and you complain about the same things over and over and you're not willing to take a look at yourself. Like, <laughs> Where's no. the growth? Yeah, that's hard yeah. for me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Talk about a little bit of, before you got sober, talk about the loneliness. We talk oh. about that alcoholic loneliness. What yeah. was that like? Yeah, so the alcoholic loneliness prior to getting sober, which is also something I experienced in sobriety, mm. which I think is so important to talk about, in my opinion, stems from a lack of a relationship with self. And so how can I truly connect with anyone else if I have no sense of authenticity, no sense of self? But I would try to, it's like if you look at my high school yearbook photos, every year I look completely different. You know, one year I'm emo, the next year I'm goth, the next year I'm one of like the popular girls, the next year I'm a jock. Literally, those are the four years. Skateboarding the, saved the us, emo John. The yeah. We just it did. look like... Homeless people. Yeah, skater boy. Pretty with much. An a. Skater yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. Boy. And uh, <laughs> with an so eye. it's like, so the we loneliness. We were wearing Vans then, and people still wear Vans. It's true. I was wearing Etnies. Etnies. Yeah, and like listening to, I don't even know. <laughs> different a, a different fire era, inside. Yeah, Eminem. 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 Elliot Eminem. Smith. <laughs> Elliot Smith was more of my, like, I'm going to slip my wrist face. Sorry. But <laughs> I, I can joke about that because I did do that. <clears throat> Yeah. I hate jokes. <laughs> so, so the loneliness was so real and alcohol just compounded it. You know, I didn't experience any kind of intimacy physically sober for those really fundamental years of like cognitive development. Right. And so any connection was synthetic. It was faked. It wasn't real. And so even getting sober, I was, I got sober when I was 20 years old. It was a couple weeks before my 21st birthday. And for those first few years, I mean, the relationships that I had, it was difficult because I was still trying to figure out like, who am I? Like, what do I like in a partner? You know, and that part of the fourth step that is so often overlooked, kind of like extra credit, even though it's not, is like making a list of ideals. Like it mm. says in this way, yeah. we tried to shape yeah. a sane and sound ideal for our future sex life. And so my sponsor had me write a list of ideals and my ideals for a partner was that they were breathing and liked me, right? Like I was just <laughs> in love with people who were in love with me and not them at all. It's funny in, in the ASAP, it talks about defective relationships seem to be the cause of all our woes, mm. including our alcoholism. And if 
if you, if I would, when I was new and you were like, said that to me, I would have been like, well, I thought alcohol was the cause of my exactly. alcoholism. I mean, you, you just, there's so many layers to it and you realize that, yeah, I mean, there's a relationship, the defective relationships stem, there's a, that defective relationship with a higher power, that defective relationship with who I think I am, mm. with everyone around me, with money, with sex, with all of it. It's all a defective relationship when you get here. It's just a big bag of shit. Fuckery. <laughs> fuckery. It's just a fuckery. <laughs> Fuck bag. Really? So talk, so talk a little <laughs> bit about how you got sober. Were you, uh, did you go to treatment? Did you just, did a, some old friend of yours point you towards an AA meeting? I feel did like you, everyone in Baltimore got sober. What's that one? But Father Martin's. Oh my oh, God, Ashley, that's Ashley so funny treatment. you say that because yeah, I yeah. didn't. And also, <laughs> I did work there for five years, so I feel like I really, oh, really? Oh, time. Shit. Yeah, I was a relapse counselor. Oh, okay, Shout nice, out, class nice. of, I think like 2015 to 2019. Yeah. And um, 2015, my dark year, that is, yeah. I quit my job at Colmac. Oh, I nice. went, so I, okay, just so to, totally went I speak really route. quickly so I can like <laughs> condense right, so, this. Yeah, for, let's, let's go back a little bit. Okay. How I got did you sober. find Alcoholics Anonymous. So I used to be really ashamed of this story because when I got sober, everyone had like a really horrible bottom. Also, when I was like four-ish years sober, I moved to Bel Air and literally everyone is a heroin addict. And I was like, oh no, I just drank. But I was an AA. So I was like, oh, I should have done more things. And everyone went to treatment and they were in halfway houses. Mm. But I got sober because I was in Rent, the musical, and I was one of the leads. It was the highlight of my life. In Rent? Okay, for like your School? Yeah, in school. Okay. 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 Not like on Broadway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Like I was in Goucher College's production of Rent. Yeah, gotcha. And okay. I you said was, Rent, like I would like, I was like. My drinking was obviously quite out of rent. control, but I was in this show and I got into a showmance with a girl named Angela, which I like wait, to wait, highlight wait, because I'm showmance? straight. Yeah, showmance. Come on, showmance. Never heard that. What have you ever watched John? any shows? You weren't in a play, were you, Chris? I've never heard that. A showman, but I can only assume what it well, is. I watch I reality know. TV yeah, and yeah. star in them. So the, re <laughs> <laughs> the reality is that a showman is like a. Anyway, so I got into a showman with a girl, and I'm straight, and it goes to show that no sense of self. You're I was like, for she likes me. Yeah, this you'll take fine. validation anywhere. Take it anywhere, and um, I had another drinking mishap, which landed with a you know suicide attempt and my parents were going to pull me out of school and mm. I don't know where this came from at probably from seeing the movie 28 days with Sandra Bullock but I said <laughs> I'll I'll go to AA oh. and that was my introduction to AA I was 19 and I said I'll go to AA and my parents were like okay and that's how I you said, had heard of AA was from 28 days I think so I know I had two friends at Goucher who were in AA oh, okay but they never pushed it on me or anything like that, but I knew it existed, I'm yeah, sure, yeah. from shows yeah. and movies. But yeah. I told my parents to get them off my back because I was terrified that they were going to pull me out of school and I was mm. one of the leads in Rent. And I just like to, it talks about to, in the big book, I had to be the choreographer and do the lights. And I was like, yeah, the show the cannot exist without me. Yeah. Yeah. And so the impetus for me even coming to AA ever was I wanted to stay in Rent. <laughs> That's it. That, that was my book. You know? It's the first I've heard that. Yeah. To protect yeah. your ego. Rent got me. Rent was the guy, was what well, got me. Well, it was me really, so she I wanted to protect her. Theater. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I went to AA for about a month and a half, got a sponsor, kind of half-ass worked to the steps. And I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Meanwhile, this relationship with this female is progressing. And I'm just, this is going to be very, was a lot of information, but that's fine. And uh, it was going to progress mm -hmm. physically. Yeah, yeah, and sure. I was like, I'm not doing that sober. There's no way I'm doing any of that sober. And right. it was opening night of rent and it was like the best night of my life. And I was like, ah, I'm 19. I'm going to drink. And so I did. Before and the or worst, after the show? At, right after. Okay. Oh God. And oh God. so I could Jeez. consummate my relationship with this woman. And uh, I don't know how any of you do it. <laughs> oh, I just, well, you know, sorry, it's not that sorry. hard. I'm it's just, a different it's podcast. just like I am straight. And if I ever doubted it, it's a I different just podcast. back to that time. It's a different podcast. Yeah. And so nothing bad happened. And that's the worst part about yeah. my relapse is oh, that yeah. it planted the seed that like, I'm fine. I'm 19. I'm just being dramatic. Yeah, yeah. And then I studied abroad in China and I ended up accidentally snorting heroin in a gay bar in Beijing. And that was very terrifying. That's my fun, life-changing, crazy story. There you story. go. I like it. And um, if I write a book, I think that's what it's going to be called. <laughs> I accidentally snorted heroin in a gay bar in Beijing. A memoir. I, Hold on a second. What it's a little you, long, but I like it. I like that it's long. Let, let's yeah. let's let's talk about this. Don't tell us <laughs> the story because we don't have time. Okay, all right. That's why I just want to make sure. I was I like, was you coke. don't accidentally like fall down. No. Start like, sniffing I, something. I mean, you know? no. I think the, someone handed I think me a the title thing. of the book says it all. Yeah. yeah. I was dancing to Kesha on stage, gotcha. and I was like, yeah. "Oh, snortables," okay. and it was not. Okay. Yeah. And so I came back. Long story short, I was just despondent. Right. The utterly what is it? Moral. The words. I know exactly. Incomprehensible. Incomprehensible. Yes, demoralization. Yep. But the word utter no, is in there, no, right? Utter, you're thinking of something. We're, it's a different line, but it's not a different 
Yeah, look it up. Utterly and utterly and incomprehensibly. Demoralized. No, but yes. So I was there. Keep it moving. And <laughs> John I was just can't help himself. He's going to look it up. Good. I, I quote it often, but I'm having a brain thing. So I was despondent. Blah, 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 blah. There's a hurricane. I think it's Hurricane Sandy. I don't know. And I drank with my friends the night before my senior year. Slept with this guy. He was pretty hot. Nothing bad happened. And I just woke up that morning, August 28th, 2011. And I was just so dead inside. And that Done. night, yeah. I went to an AA meeting, 9 p.m. Sunday night in the Timonium area. Timonium. Timonium. And <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't planning on staying sober, you know? And, and here's my hot take, one hot take or pet peeve in AA. When I worked at Ashley, people would come in to speak to the patients and they'd say things like, if you're not here for you, you're wasting everyone's time. Like you have to be here for you only. And like, I think that's bullshit. Like I did not come to AA for me. I did not come to AA to yeah. like myself or find a sense of self. Like, How would you know? I came to get my parents off my back. Yeah. I came because I didn't know what else to do. And then I kept going to meetings because there was a super hot guy with a man bun. And I was like, I want to like... <laughs> Snare him. Wait, hold on. Top bun or? Yeah. Like, like top. Yeah. He was Ish, hot. Top Flash forward to when he asked me out months later and I was like, oh, you're available now? No. Right? Like I had some stuff. <laughs> and so the seeds weren't planted the day that I came That's to That's what AA. we do to guests that say no to coming on our show. Mm. When they actually want to come on, we're like, no. no we don't want you. No. It's too late. Yeah. There's only chance. one ask. So and then I really kind of dove headfirst into AA. I was still living in my college campus in a dorm room, and I just threw myself into like young Towson AA, and which was popping. It was popping, and I started yeah. working the steps because that's what other people were doing. Like my motivations were very externally. Motivated. But that's true for a lot of young people. Yeah. Clearly. And it worked. And like now that's not what motivates me. I'm not following hot guys with man buns around. I'm not working steps or sponsoring people because other people are asking me to do, you know what I mean? Like it's more internal motivated now, but it definitely wasn't. But it takes time. And I think what you're saying is not that, look, I think that statement is fairly true. Like eventually if you're not going to do this for yourself, it's probably not going to stick. But in the beginning, whatever the reason that you come in here, that's okay. Yeah. And don't, let's not corner somebody into, if you're not here right now for yourself, you're not going to make it. Right. Because I didn't, I came in just because I didn't want to go back to jail. That's like treatment talk. Yeah. That's treatment banter. Yeah, so I yeah. no, I didn't I mean, go to as treatment. As good as it didn't is, go to a halfway you know what I mean. House. That's the kind of shit you hear. Yeah, but you hear it in meetings too. People will say things like that, you know, or they'll say things like, "Just weird," you know. I mean, there's yeah. a million, you know. Well, it's what, a lot what, of like finite statements, and like yeah. this is just the yeah, truth, exactly. and like that's not my truth, but okay. Or like half truths. A lot of shrapnel. There's a lot of shrapnel. You got to do the work. A lot of shrapnel. Just getting your foot in the door is good enough in the beginning. Exactly. But it's half truth. I spilled more booze than you drank. I'm like, then you spilled a lot of booze. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Yeah. Get out of my face. Also, everyone told me I was on a pink cloud. Again, because my affect was very similar to the way it is now in that I am I speak really quickly when I get excited about things. Have you calmed down things. since you got sober? <gasps> no. You no. I say that way, all the time. Are you, are you kidding me? Are you high? I walked into this house. Are like, you in the same podcast the thing you understand. that I'm in? She could have calmed down. This could be like That's low true. level. We I wouldn't even know. Down. I don't think she has either. It's just my personality. But not all the time. But when I get super pumped up about things, and yeah. I do get very pumped yeah. up about I get that. AA, and I, I never want to lose that. And I've had people tell me, Thank like, you. oh, you're going to lose that. Yeah. And I think that's bullshit. And I think that's a choice it's not to true. become jaded. Yeah. And I choose to surround myself with people and do things that help me yeah. to stay It's engaged. one of the reasons we started this podcast. And look, yeah. there are a lot of haters. <laughs> yeah. Trust there me. always are. There yeah. always are. But I'm In like, hey. All areas of life. We want to stay excited about yeah. AA. So that's this awesome. is one of the ways we do it. That being said, yeah. let's move on to our topic. And, and our topic is kind of a long one. I'm going to read it real, this, as quickly as I can. But I think it, it's very relevant to this time of the year. Something that I always like to talk about in meetings around this time of year is the holidays and kind of yeah. what that's like. Because it's scary when you're newly sober to, to think about holiday parties and family and all that stuff. So the topic is this. So our rule is not to avoid a place where there is drinking if we have a legitimate reason for being there. That includes bars, nightclubs, dances, receptions, weddings, even play in ordinary whoopee parties. To a person who has had experience with an alcoholic, this may seem like tempting providence, but it isn't. You will note that we have that we made an important qualification. Therefore, ask yourself on each occasion, have I any good social business or personal reason for going to this place? Or am I expecting to steal a little vicarious pleasure from the atmosphere of such places? If you answer these questions satisfactorily, you need have no apprehension. Go or stay away, whichever seems best. But be sure you are on solid spiritual ground before you start and that your motive in going is thoroughly good. Do not think of what you will get out of the occasion. Think of what you can bring to it. But if you are shaky, 
you had better work with another alcoholic instead. Mm. So, so just to clarify mm. this, I love this, but where did you get this? Where in the book did this come from? It's actually a really good question. This comes after you've worked the first nine steps of the program. There you go. Boop, boop, boop. So it's, it's very, it's because I would have new guys bring this to me and, and be like, oh, really? Right. This applies to you. Right? <laughs> so you've already, somehow you've already in the last 30 days since you got out of fucking Avery Road. Yeah. Yeah. And you're homeless. You've worked the first nine steps and I didn't even know it. Depends on your sponsor. Some people do it that yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, true, but I was their sponsor and we <laughs> so hadn't done shit. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's like, these aren't the promises. These are the promises after taking step nine. Just but like this is also a promise. Obviously. But I mean, there, that is a, that is a. That is a stipulation, right? It's like you, you're not, no one is like, I can't make this decision about my own self. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have to include somebody other than me. And I've had to have done some work before this even applies to me. You I just think have to that's be on important. good spiritual ground. How can you be on good spiritual ground unless you've worked some well, steps? You don't even you know, know what, what I mean? that is. That's my point. Yeah. How do you know yeah. what that is? Yeah. Well, no, and I agree with that. But I also think that you may not have worked all nine steps before you're going to go see your family on a holiday. You may not have. But what you said, I think, is the most important part. Run it by run somebody. It by, well, that's why you that run it by your sponsor. Like yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like someone yeah. first told me. So my experience with my family is not what I hear in a lot of meetings, which is like, and now my mom's my best friend and I'm so close with my family. And they gave me the keys to the house. I'm like, oh, my God. Four years into sobriety, when I finally went to therapy, I learned that my family actually had a lot of isms themselves, yeah. maybe not oh, alcoholism, yeah. but it was like this lens was shattered where People I idolized sick, my family. And us. I realized I needed to have firmer yeah. boundaries. Like mm. living amends does not mean always showing up for them. It means like, I just got back from freaking Switzerland. That's what I did for Thanksgiving. And that was really wonderful to not go be with my family. And I'm mm. with them most Thanksgivings. But for me, it was a lot of how do I tactfully and lovingly set boundaries? How do I lovingly detach? And it, and it was less of like, and now we hang out all the time and it's like I have to say no and I have to not be guilted by them and there's some really great books about that kind of stuff and so for me I love this topic about the holidays because I think it is also important to note that we are adults with autonomy and we can choose what we want to do and where we want to go and if that's with family great there are ways to go about that yeah. but also like when I got sober, obviously I was very young and I hadn't had a legal drink yet. And people would ask me like, what do you do now that you're sober? And the answer is really simple. It's everything else. Like I don't drink, but I do everything else. And in sobriety, like I've gone on cruises where there's unlimited alcohol. I was in Fiji for a month on this reality show and there was an open bar 24 yeah. seven once I quit the show. Cause it was really awful. And it, that was fine. You know, I've gone to music festivals dressed up like a freaking hot dog. Like you can do anything. <laughs> I love that hot dog costume and go anywhere and do I'd anything like to see that as long as I'm in fit spiritual condition. Correct. That's the piece. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's also, you probably are doing these things in combination with a discussion with your sponsor. I mean, yeah. You know, which I think is, 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 is a really great thing in AA is that we have people we can seek counsel in, that we have these trusted advisors. I, I don't think it's really that abnormal, you know, that we, that, that we want to get sort of help from outside, just our own sort of like between our two own two ears, because that can get kind of dicey. It can. And, and I, you know, the, the main reason I picked this topic was I knew that Hannah, you were going to have experience with this. And I also, just feel like this time of year, people are shaky. They're just, they're not sure yeah. what's going on. They may not even have a relationship with their family. And if they do, it's precarious. A lot of work parties though, too. Well, that's the other thing. Mm. Work parties more than anything. Yeah. Holiday parties yeah. for people. Get togethers where there's drinking. Do I go? Do I not go? Mm -hmm. And I think here it really kind of covers it all. It says everything from, you know, go if you're in good condition. Go if there's a good reason. It says if you're shaky, don't go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it says... That if you're going to go, it says, do not think of what you will get. Mm. Think of what you can bring. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the prayer of St. Francis, you know, like, I mean, I'm Jewish, but I do know that prayer <laughs> and it's, you know, seek to be, seek to understand rather than be yeah. understood to love rather than be loved. And it's like, it just totally flips the script on how we're conditioned to interact with the world. And I yeah. love that. Once upon a time I had it like a real job and, <laughs> and coworkers would, would invite me out for, you know, like holiday ha stuff like, or like, yeah. yeah and, and, and I'd be like, I'd be like, in my mind, I'd be like, even if I was drinking, I wouldn't hang out with your sorry ass. <laughs> 
Get the fuck away from us. <laughs> of course you were, Chris. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure, so I would, oh, I, would, surprising. I would always say no. And then after a while, they just stop asking. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, it's the other thing. It's like, am I going because I have fear of what people are going to say if I yeah. don't go? Or am I not going Some because... stuff's mandatory. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there was one... one for, we, I worked at this agency, and there was one holiday party you had to go to. Yeah. But you just go, and you leave early. As soon as everybody starts drinking, you just slide out. You don't mm-hmm. say anything. Nobody remembers anything. I was just thinking, the, the saying we used to yeah. say is, get there early and leave early. Mm-hmm. Get there early, leave get early. Get there early, talk to people you talk to. Have yeah. a drink yeah. in your Take hand your at car. all times. Right. Mm-hmm. I've had get tips. the alibi. Get tips. the alibi and get out of it. Have a friend yeah. who knows where you are, who's maybe in the program. Nobody you cares because they're drinking. Yeah. They're yeah. like, dude, last night was so awesome. You're like, yeah, I was great. They don't know. Yeah. They're just getting fucking trashed. People, yeah. Yeah, and no one on this planet thinks about me as much as I think about myself. 100%. No one is that concerned with what I'm doing. <laughs> no. It's how freeing. At first, yeah. that was kind of depressing. And then it was like, oh my God, all of this self centered fear I've been carrying around for years and years and yeah. years. It's like, I think about myself more than anyone else on this planet. And when I truly internalize that, it's freeing. Yeah. Mm. It's like I can say and do and be anything. And no one is that concerned with it. No. I had a, a quick story because it, this it, this makes me think of it. When I got sober, it was May. And I had my first holiday, which was Thanksgiving with my family. And I come from a large line of Irish Catholic alcoholics, drinkers. Everybody drinks. And I went to my sponsor and I was like, I've got this Thanksgiving get together with my family. And I'm really nervous uh, there's going to be a lot of drinking. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he said, why don't you bring somebody? And I said, it's Thanksgiving. I mean, who is going to go with me on Thanksgiving? Everybody has plans on Thanksgiving, right? Well, I had a friend who was Indian and he's, his family didn't, he was in the program. Yeah. His family doesn't, they didn't yeah, celebrate right, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And so he was like, I'll go with you. Indian, India, not Native American Indian. No, no, oh I would have said Native God. American. Jesus Chris. Chris. No, Indian, yes. From, from the country of India. Because they don't celebrate Thanksgiving either. Well, yeah, because oh, we, well, we talked a little bit about that. Jesus. We talked a little bit about that last Literally. last <laughs> week. Um, yeah. So this person was from the country of India. They did not <laughs> celebrate and they came with me yeah. and my sponsor. This is that's actually not even the best part. The, the best part that was good. And I was grateful and it helped me a lot to yeah. have somebody with me if you have that option. But my sponsor told me to uh, bring my aunt whose house this was at. He said, why don't you bring her some flowers? And I was like, flowers. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is Thanksgiving. Why would I bring her flowers? And he was like, why don't you just do what I tell you to do? And I was like, okay. And so I show up to Thanksgiving. The first one, you got to remember, I'm, I just got out of jail. My whole family knows this. I'm like the, they're calling me like the criminal, like in the family, you know, at this point. Is that when you couldn't post $200 bond? Yeah. That was after I couldn't post bond. And so like my whole life was at that point, I was the like loser, the black sheep loser of the family. And so I show up, Shame. I show up to Thanksgiving with these flowers and my Indian friend and my family's like, who's this guy? <laughs> I didn't even tell him. You know, I just showed yeah. up and, uh, and I give my aunt these flowers. I don't think anything of it. And, and I was told, you know, help out, be, be, you know, ask people how they're doing. And anyways, the next day I hadn't talked to my aunt in, I don't know how many years I get a text message and it's from my aunt. And she says, John, I just want you to know that you bringing flowers to me yesterday was one of the nicest things anybody's done for me oh. in so long. And I was there like, go. shit. <laughs> I knew in that moment, like I was obviously happy, but I was more upset that my sponsor was right, mm-hmm. right. about something that I yeah. thought was so stupid yeah. Yeah. that I just knew in that moment yeah. Yeah. that this was going to be now be followed up by yeah. me f- just willingly having to follow more stupid ideas. Yeah. <laughs> he had some foresight. Yes. And no. So you never know. Oh, I'm um, going to bring flowers on Christmas. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Can't hurt. I got it my can't... girl flowers last night, bro. There you go. We it's get great. it, Gabe. You have yeah. a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we're on this level already. We are. We are. <laughs> that was I good. love that. that. Was good. Hey. I can't oh help it. Hey, no. I am like that. I am like that. He's just rocking like Gabe right off the bat. I love it. Hey. All right. He's worried. He's worried. Yeah. Let, He's let's. Worried. Okay. <laughs> let's move on. Let's get into the next part of our show. We call it the newcomer tip. Ooh. Of the week. It's for you. Oh shit. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking a Drop lot about newcomers so far with the uh, yeah. the topic, but this. Sure. So if you don't know, last week we started a new cycle for the newcomer tip. It's going to be a twelve week thing we're doing. We're going to go through each step one week at a time, and we call it a newcomer's view. And this week we're on step two. Came to believe mm. that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, and. What we're going to be doing here, Hannah, just so you know, is we're going to talk a little bit about what the second step was like for us when we were new. 
So I know I'll start. Hannah's like getting down over there um, to the music. The music's tight. It's pretty tight. Every week. So what we're going to do is, you know, if you're new out there and you're listening to the show, welcome. We're really glad that you're listening and we hope that uh, we don't turn you away from Alcoholics Anonymous. We're having a little fun here, I think, more than anything. And, um, and we know at least we're not everybody's cup of tea. We're not, but we know that it, it's hard. When I looked up on the wall and I saw words like uh, a power greater than myself, I was like, what? I was like, like so you guys basically cold. still believe Santa Claus is you're, coming down the chimney, yeah. and, you know, at the end of this month, right? You're, That's you're, the you're stuff. asking a lot from me. You're asking a lot. So, and, and the other thing was restore us to sanity. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to say? Mm. So Am I insane? I'll never forget when I was new, this guy was like, restore me to sanity. Like this guy was within a meeting and he was like, I'm not insane. Are you calling me insane? (laughs) And so the second step, I think for me, it it needed to be explained by a sponsor. Mm. I needed to kind of hear people's experience with it. Um, and so if you're new and you look at the second step and you see this came to believe that a power grade in ourselves can restore sin, you think like that's BS. Uh, I think we're here to say that you should probably stick around. And yeah. maybe listen to, to what people have to sh- say with their experience and kind of have your own experience with it. Um, I know that for me, I did not believe in God when I got to Alcoholics Anonymous. I was raised in a family that yeah, didn't really go to church and God wasn't a big part of our lives. But over time, I started to believe. Mm. And it was also explained to me that the sanity that they're talking about isn't padded room, straight jacket, although a lot of people come into Alcoholics Anonymous in that state or have been in places like that, the sanity they're talking about is the insanity that precedes the first drink of alcohol. And a footnote to oh. that is that the reason we know that, because right there in the beginning of the 10th step, it's, it talks about how we will be placed in a position of neutrality in regards to alcohol. Yes. And then it says, this yada, 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 and then it says sanity will have returned. Mm. So that's how we know that. And so that insanity is the fact that you know, if you're, if you're new and you're listening to this, maybe you relate to this. The fact that even though my life is effed and I've, I, you know, I've messed it up over and over. I've got jail time or it's hanging really over my good. head. Well, or yeah. it's really, or you're yeah. the star of rent and you know, you, you blow it, <laughs> you know, you get drunk right after the show, you know, whatever it is, we seem to just continually screw up our lives yeah. over and yeah. over again because we're powerless over yeah. alcohol. And that's the insanity yeah. that they're talking What's about. What's interesting about this is that I had kind of the opposite experience you had where instead of like restore to sanity, like, are you saying I'm insane? I was like, restore I was never sane. I mean, I was a mm. kleptomaniac in first grade. There like literally I got caught. Right. It was awful. And so like I popped out of the womb being like, I'm going to steal your soul. Like I thought I was like a succubus, like this little devil baby. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Symmetry. So you Shawty were already, so I was you like, already there's no restoration insane. of sanity. Yeah. I've been insane. I'm always going to be insane. Like, yeah. again, I'm a piece of shit. I'm a piece of garbage. There's no restoration of sanity. Yeah. Um, and so there's one thing I heard at the man house in Bel Air. And this mm. was years and years I've been ago. There. I actually spoke there earlier this year. It's, it's so crazy. Meeting. Yeah. Great meeting. It's really small far world. away from here. Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, you, this is really far away from here. Did you used me. to go to that meeting? Yeah, when I lived in Bel Air for years. I got, I was speaking to Megan Towson and somebody from the man house came down and so then they asked me to go up there and I was like, yeah. man, I'm like, and then you go on the speaker here. circuit. And yeah, then you're it's a whole way thing. out there. I was like, no, I'm going to Belair, yeah. Belair, yeah. Maryland. And so this old, uh, this, this older gentleman said, <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, he said to me, the second step is a lot like gravity. And I was like, Oh, yawn. And he said, if you stand at the top of the building, any, any building, and you believe in your core in every fiber of your being that gravity does not exist. And you can cite scholarly articles as to why gravity is not a thing. And you have all these conspiracies, whatever. You don't have to believe in gravity. If you take the action, if you take the step of stepping off that ledge, gravity is going to work for you whether or not you want it to and whether or not you believe it to. Mm. And he said, that's my experience with the second step and with a higher power. And that's stuck with me because that's been my experience. I've had a very, I wouldn't say tumultuous relationship with God, but a very like trying to figure it out for years and then kind of being like, I don't know what I believe in. And I also don't care. I know that it works. And so for me, it always comes back to if I do the next right thing, if I take the next right action, whatever that may be, spirituality is going to work in my life, whether or not I believe it's real. Like the belief that it's real is actually less important than taking the action. And then it always works. And then that instills a belief, which is interesting. So I always think of that gravity anecdote. No, I I love that. And I I also think that, you, you know, you said doing the right thing, the next right thing. I found a lot of my higher power, especially early on in 
the people in the rooms and in Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. And I wasn't sure what it was. I didn't even actually know it was a higher power, but I was entrusting myself yeah, to I the mean, program. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you don't have to find God to have a second step. Mm. Let's be clear, if you're new. And I think there's a really practical don't. approach to step two, and, and that is is that I came to AA, I just was doing what my sponsor told me to do the best I could. Mm. I was going to a lot of meetings, and a couple months in, I realized that I had been sober out in the free world where I could have drank if mm. I wanted to, and I hadn't. And I realized that that was not me. It was only because of what I was doing in Alcoholics Anonymous, and that is a power greater than me. Yeah. Dude, and, another th- and that was all I needed. Yeah. So mm. at the time. Dude, yeah. another thing, I think people also can come, I mean, I've seen this in newcomers, like people that have come with like a religious background, right? Like they yeah. think they already have God, but they might, might not even necessarily have a second step. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. They don't really understand what it like really really means. I don't know. Like sure. especially in the, they've lost the, faith. Sure. Yeah, maybe lost faith or maybe still have that faith, but it's not like like Hannah was saying. Like in a practical sense, you're not actually applying it anywhere. So does it really matter? It might not be working mm. in your life. That's right. Yeah. And and you know, the last thing I'll say is this: is is if you are new again, and thank you, and we're glad you're here. And and in the book, it says that all you really need is a willingness to believe. Yeah. You know, just find some sort of willingness. And I started with the most yeah. smallest amount of willingness, which was, okay, you guys seem crazy as shit, but I'm going to give this thing a try mm-hmm. because I don't want to die. It was just that simple. I mean, the hoop mm-hmm. is bigger than it seems and that, that's to jump for through. Sure. So, for especially sure. in AA. Exactly. Um, all right, let's move on to the next part of the show. It's one of my favorites. Oh, God. It's our sketch of the week. This week we are doing, uh, yeah, get your pens out because it's another we game. We don't have any music. This is really nice music. Oh, it's I'm waiting <laughs> for John you. Henry. Thank you. Chris. It is. Uh, I purposely got this. It's cardstock. It's yeah, very yeah, thick. Yeah, yeah, 60 yeah. pound. Quality. Yeah. 60 yeah. pound. Chris used to work in printing. We've got all that. All right, Gabe. Oh. Sober or not. Celebrities in and out of recovery. Yeah, we've got a smooth chair. So I, 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 a little quick disclaimer. If you listen to the show, basically... Well, what we're going to be doing, wow, look at that well, first off, what we're going to be doing is we have five celebrities. I have five celebrities, and I'm going to name them all. And all of you here, Hannah, Chris, Gabe, you're going to write down this whether you harder think and harder. the person is sober or not. Are there any trick questions? Like they've never been sober? There's no trick. Just, just sober or not. Sober or not. I get real competitive. Actually, it's I get real competitive. Okay. The winner, whoever gets the most right, whoever you know figures out sober or not the most people gets a prize from our little AA. And what is that era, prize? And that prize is a keep it super simple lip balm. Lightly, lightly used. Yeah, lightly, lightly used. used. By me. By me. About no. as lightly used as the community. I don't think it's not actually tonight because they've been passing around that vape. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Really, I've so, just been disgusting. it the whole time. No, that's it's true. Hannah's vape now. Um, no, the, I mean, we're, it's it, it's really if the guest wins because we're not going to get it. That's you know true. I mean? We don't ever take it. So, Hannah, if you I want, I feel lucky, but it's a 50-50 guess. Point is this. Uh, quick disclaimer, last time we did this, one of our celebrities, and this was a few days uh, mm-hmm. before he passed away, was Matthew Perry. And I think we can all say that that was a tragedy and uh, it made us sad. And I sent it to you guys right afterward. I couldn't believe it, but we had talked about him and he was somebody who had a drug drug and alcohol issue and was sober. Um, and, and then he passed away. So rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Mm-hmm. And RIP. Uh, thank you for, you know, everything, all the fun from also, friends. Also, his book is really good. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I haven't read it. I've heard that actually. Yeah. yeah. So, but we've got five celebrities for you. This is all in fun, by the way. And yeah. just a, another little disclaimer, all the information I get here on people are so we're not public. I, pu- I pull it publicly all, you know, we're not, not breaking anybody's anonymity. This is interviews people gave. This isn't someone you saw at a meeting one time. And no, you're like, I'm no, this is all public information people they gave interviews at public venues about their lives so it's a really nice pens too I, hey we try to do it here we try to do it right here okay number one let's get into it. you guys ready ready so this oh. way we're gonna do it we're gonna go through all five of them and then i'm gonna ask you who you thought so number one is jack harlow he's, he's like a rapper right he is a rapper he actually just like performed at he the halftime show at one of the uh, yeah, they were clowning the Thanksgiving like, games, and they were clowning him. Terrible. They were clowning him. The Dolly Parton was like it. lit. I didn't his see was it. Like, whatever. So Jack Harlow, number one, sober or not? Just write an S or an N, and we'll move on. Number two, Nicki Minaj. She is also is she what? a rapper, hip hop artist? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Would you call her a rapper? You could. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. I don't. Yes. I'm so bad with music, but. 
I listened to like, my Spotify wraparound thing this I'm today. Just was, I, I would yeah, never like, show mine anybody. Was really bad. I just wouldn't yeah, just show mine to anybody. It's actually. I, they told me I'm a vampire. They're like, you're an emotional oh my God, vampire. Same. Really? <gasps> well, so bad. Yeah, my two top genres were rap, quickly followed by musical theater. Nice. I am the worst. That's that's. We can talk about that's that. That's a weird combo. I was gonna ask you, what's your favorite I was like, no. favorite music, like favorite show tune song you would you would listen to on your number one on Spotify? What would it have been? Um, probably from Moulin Rouge, the musical. Nice, nice. It's really good. It's Did coming to go Baltimore. S- highly, highly I went. I went and saw it at the Kennedy Center. Oh, Unbelievable. I saw it on Broadway twice. Unbelievable. Yeah, I was going to see it. Yeah, so good. Unbelievable. Okay, ready? Uh, number three. Kit <gasps> Harrington. I don't know who this is. John Snow. John Snow. Wait, I'm the worst at this game. I just want to. I just want to say that. You don't know who that is? Who the fuck is? Have you ever watched Game of Thrones? Thrones? No. It took me five years to break down my my man's long enough to make him watch it, and he loved it. I got a hard time watching TV shows with dragons. I mean, the greatest show of all time is Lost, but yeah. That's just it. I can't. It's Lost. Whatever. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny that you, it's kind of funny that you I li- like I love Lost. Oh, you I like Lost. Island, yeah. <laughs> yeah don't Google funny. me. Don't Google again. All right, don't number look four. Up her name number four. Number four. Jennifer Hudson, very Dude. talented. Okay, but she was singer. in Cats, which I would never recommend anyone to see. <laughs> I never saw Cats, and Ugh, I won't. I've so heard. Bad. I've heard it's rough. So bad. Okay, number five. Ooh. Oh my god, he's on Broadway right now. Daniel Radcliffe. Big fan. Harry yeah, Potter. I might need some, might need some Broadway Harry recommendations Potter. from Harry you. Potter Seriously, star. Because I'm going to New York in January. You so. need to go see Mulan Rouge. Okay. I, we already talked about this. Or you need to see Titanic, Geek. which is off Broadway and it's phenomenal. Okay. All right. It's a Titanic spinoff. I can't see Here that we go. One I got that. Competition I time. Competition time. <laughs> I, I, these are just sheer guesses. We're going to start with number one. I could have flipped a and coin. I'm going to start with uh, Gabe. Gabe, Jack Harlow, sober one. or not? No. Not sober. Chris. No. Not. Hannah. Sober. Okay. If you would have guessed sober, you would be correct. What the fuck? Ooh. Out of the gate, dude. Hannah's already won up. Come on, sober. guys. Give me that chapstick. Can't let, you can't give away a chapstick. We only have like three left. <laughs> I love merch. I just live All for right. it. Number two, Chris, we're going to start with you. Nicki Minaj. Is not. Nicki Minaj sober? Not sober. Hannah. Sober. Sober. Not sober. Gabe, not sober. If you would have said not sober, damn you would be incorrect. <gasps> she is sober. Two for two, baby. Fuck, dude, I am getting cooked tonight. Dude, Chris started doing like the uh. victory. Like, and I just, oh, I just <laughs> trolled you. You did. All right. Number three, Mr. Mr. John tests. Snow himself, Kit Harrington Hannah. Sober, sober or not? Sober. sober, Gabe? Sober. Chris? Sober. Sober. If you would have said sober, you'd be correct. Wow, three three, Gabe, baby. we got one. Sober. We're tied. We're You're tied. Three for three right now? I'm three for three. Okay. Number four, Jennifer Hudson, winner of, did she win American Idol? Honestly, I don't know. She did a long I time I only watch ago. competition reality shows She's... that make people suffer. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I feel like they all make people suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Did you just say that, Gabe? Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Hudson, Gabe, sober or not? I put yes. Chris. Not. Yes. Yes. If you would have said yes, you'd be correct. What Jennifer Hudson fuck, is sober. And I know the last one. I know the last one, Because I love too. Daniel Radcliffe so much. Daniel Radcliffe. Chris, what would you say? Sober. Sober? Sobs. Sober. Gabe, sober. And you all are Wait, correct. Wait, so all five of them were sober. I so tri- I thought I, I was playing a little in a bit stupid of a tr- way because no, I was like, and I, and I actually for all of th- them. I do that as a trick to confuse people Fucking to make bullshit. them think there's no way that that, that John Well, I was like, do. I'm so bad okay, I'm just exactly. giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. So they're all five sober. Here we go real quick. Jack Harlow quit drinking in 2021, crediting the move as one of the greatest decisions he's ever made, speaking to Rolling Stone. He explained that while he didn't feel like he had a problem with booze, it was around him much more often as his fame skyrocketed. He was sick of waking up with a dry throat, sick of feeling bloated, and sick of the decisions he made. But doesn't he smoke weed? I don't know. I think he smokes weed, but Look, man, whatever. he's sober. Nicki Minaj opened up about a relatively newfound sobriety, telling fans on Twitter she is loving he's life. LA sober. Recording to a follower who asks, are you high? No, I'm sober and loving life. I used to be happy when I was high. Now I'm happy when I'm sober. I'm sorry. A reporter just said, are you high? And somebody said, are you high? 
Kit Harrington, you get to a place where you feel like you're a bad person. You feel like you're a shameful person and you feel that there's no way out. That's just who you are. However, he added that alongside going to rehab, changing his thoughts surrounding the expression, a leopard's never changes its spots, was a helpful turning point. Getting sober is a process of going. No, I can't change, Kit said. One of my favorite things I learned recently is the expression a leopard doesn't change its spots is completely false. Isn't it a tiger doesn't change its stripes? I'm oh, sure sorry, you maybe that's the either. British. He's British, yeah. You know? That was something I kind of clung to, the idea that I could make this huge fundamental change in who I was. He has now been sober for three years, saying I have a child and my relationship is brilliant. Oh, my God. Number four, Jennifer Hudson. During an appearance on the Chelsea Lately Show, Jennifer said she's never been... Here's one that... A trick one. She's never been interested in alcohol, but that nobody ever believes her when she tells them that. I've never had a drink in my life. Boo, she's not one of I'm us. I'm sober. <laughs> not all, I don't even know if any of these people are one of us. No, normally Daniel Radcliffe. An actor, I don't believe that shit, dude. You, so, anyways. Chris. Daniel Radcliffe. The Harry Potter star explained that his drinking problems stem from feeling lost in life. I definitely think a lot of the drinking had happened towards the end of Potter, and this is oh. actually good. For a little bit after it finished, it was panic and not knowing what to do next and not being comfortable with well, he was who I was. For sure. Speaking about his decision, he said, it felt weird to give up alcohol at such a young age, but that he was very, very happy about it. But I will always be fascinated and frustrated by the question of, is this something that would have happened, or is it because of Potter? Boo, we love Harry Potter. So, but yeah, I mean, well, what could that guy ever play again? So he's on Broadway right now, and he's actually done a different Broadway yeah. show, and he's been in movies. He's been in many good movies. He's a great actor, actually, Chris. Um, so. I, I enjoyed Harry Potter. He doesn't have to only be Harry But every Potter. time you see him, you're like, that's Harry Potter. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A yeah, a little bit. But. <laughs> Hannah, thank you so much. What a pleasure. Yeah, yeah you did such a good you. job. We appreciate you coming all the way down from Baltimore, Woo. and we could have talked probably for another hour with you. Easy. Lot, hot takes on yes. So, and you gave us a new sketch, which, we did. which yeah. you, you sprouted oh, the idea for a new sketch. To it. You're like, God damn yes. it. So yep. again, we want to thank all of you for, for joining us. For those of you on zoom, thank you so thank much you. for being with us. We love you all. Uh, and we will be back next week with another, we have a really great guest by the way, next week too. We do a guy from Annapolis named Dave D. <gasps> He's awesome. I love him. Yeah. So, Stay tuned. Check us out again. See Hope you, you all next have week. a nice night. Bye. Yeah.